uh, episode for League of the Extraordinary Casuals. Uh, again, those of you who haven't listened before, my name is Josh, and this is Brian. Howdy. And, and we're going to talk primarily about casual commander and how to keep it that way. <laughs> Which, that can be pretty hard actually you know that's a good way to start off it's like how to how do we how do we keep our commander casual even though people constantly upgrade their decks and make them more powerful yeah well i think uh keeping it casual when you're constantly upgrading it um when you're playing with like a small group of friends it kind of becomes an arm race uh i think a big thing is maybe trying new things with your deck rather than trying just to strictly make your deck more powerful. Um, you know, maybe instead of everybody building one deck and trying to make it as powerful as possible in your friend group, you can, after you've made a deck, you can start building more varieties of decks. And of course, you can always have that if something does become a problem, you know, uh, you guys can have that conversation about it about like where you want to be and what the sweet spot is but i think a lot of people uh in more recent years with commander as it's become more popular have gotten better about noticing uh when they're starting to slowly ramp up in power level and while it's kind of a weird solution to it um where commander has this kind of nice property to it where as you're slowly becoming a more powerful deck until you start getting that critical mass of tutors and uh, cheap card draw it's still kind of like not that bad so then you can kind of see it coming and have that discussion fair and it's along the lines of improving the quality of cards in your deck mm-hmm rather than just adding more powerful cards. Like, if you've got a creature that you play in your deck and it does X effect that you like and it costs 4 mana, it's a 3-3 three, three or whatever example, and then you find one that's a, also a 3-3, three, three, but it's a it's also a 4 mana creature, but it's a 5-5 five, five, and it has flying and it has an extra effect that's clearly... A higher card quality. Uh, yeah. Be kind of like uh, you've got one sack outlet, and it's uh, let's go with Ashnod's Altar, and mm-hmm. you get a Phyrexian Altar. That's a clear uh, upgrade in card quality. Yep. But uh, and that kind of thing. I guess it's yeah. I was just I was just gonna say I guess it's kind of like not even like card quality but like what you intend to do with them right because you can still be a casual deck with a Phyrexian altar and a Ashnot's altar but it's like when you when your deck loses sight of what it once was I guess you know right. if your Silvala deck goes from becoming play big creatures to storm off with Silvala's ability you've kind of lost what you once were for the sake of becoming a more powerful deck through that yeah. slow process of upgrades. Yeah. That's a good point, is remembering 
and trying to stay to what you built the deck about. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're building five color good stuff, well, you're already faring into the not casual area direction. What you need to do then is change your five color no direction to finding a direction. And speaking of five colors with a direction, we do have a deck that we're going to tech out today for y'all. Uh, that does that does just that. <laughs> yeah, it does have a very clear direction today. Um, <laughs> Indeed. Uh, our deck today uh, is uh, one of the personal decks of uh, the fellow who runs our... Or one of the fellows now who runs our league, uh, AJ. Um, and it's his Horde of Notions deck, uh, but it's... It's not really a Horde of Notions deck, is, nope. is it, Josh? Nope, uh, not at all. <laughs> um, he calls it Go, Go, Gojira. <laughs> and as I've been looking over the list and, and things, I'm calling it the King of Monsters deck. Yeah. <laughs> That's a... Uh, oh. Yeah. It's, it's a crazy deck. Uh, and... The reason he built this deck. Let's check out his little tiny primer. We'll read out his primer, and mm-hmm. then we'll tell you about the stuff that we see in the deck. And <laughs> it's it's fun. So, like we mentioned, every deck needs a core idea, and five color good stuff is not a core idea. That's a build practice, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And. When you get down to it, reading it, it's like, why did he build this deck? What's his core idea? Uh, he is a Godzilla fanatic. Um, and I say fanatic as in if he could literally tattoo himself to look like Godzilla, he probably would. Um, <laughs> at the risk of uh, having to battle the other kaiju in this situation, which would be the wife. Uh, and I think that's a battle that Godzilla would lose. Yeah. <laughs> no. So I believe Magic released uh, some some reskins of cards uh, with, that are all Godzilla themed with kaiju. Yeah. Uh, now twelve of them apparently interact with the rather expensive mutate ability. So and they're all different colors and variety of things. So he went with a Wooberg uh, commander, five colors. Uh, and he decided on Horde of Notions, which he's also re- uh, gotten his Horde of Notions painted to look like a kaiju, of course. <laughs> and it's Horde of Notions. Let's how to how to read Horde of Notions. So he's got Vigilance, Trample, Haste, one of each color to play him. Uh, he's a, a legendary creature elemental. Cost five, and yeah. one of each color to play target elemental card from your graveyard without paying its mana cost. Now, when we look over this, there's not going to be a whole lot of elementals, but the ones that are there are definitely really good for this, for what it does. Mm-hmm. But that allowed him have, to... Yeah, go ahead. Uh, then we also have uh, two key ways of making everything elementals that I think we'll go over later. Oh, yeah, definitely. And... Uh, well, my brain. But 
If you wanted a very simple description of this deck without the word Godzilla, it is five color thematic stompy. Mm-hmm. It's it's an Akoria deck. If if you liked Akoria, this deck is this deck is for you. Oh yeah, big big monsters, cool art. That's the way this deck went, and mm-hmm. he built the deck starting off on what budget he could, uh, not considering the Godzilla cards themselves were not cheap. Yeah. And so we're getting, got a lot of cool lands and stuff for the Wooburg land base, which after we read the deck, we'll actually talk about mana fixing, how to fix multicolored decks into your budget. And he uses things like uh, Moldrotha, uh, Morophon, to help with cost reduction, mm-hmm. uh, Season of Growth, Zendikar Resurgence. But yeah, we'll get into that. And uh, he just... It's big. That's the deck. It's go big or go home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a... I, I think it's really cool because with Mutate, you can do a lot of cheesy things. So, like, he runs Hangerback Walker, which obviously has the Mecha Godzilla altar for um, the new player promo. But I think it would be a great card in the deck, nevertheless. Because Hangerback Walker is a 0 0 that enters with counters based off of how much you paid into it. Um, and when it dies, you get Thopters equal to its power, and you can put more counters on it for mana and tapping it. But what's really good is Hangerback Walker is a great creature to mutate, which I had never considered before I saw this list. Because you play it, it's a 0-0 zero, zero with like 10 counters, that's, or like 5 <coughs> counters, you put 10 mana into it. You slap a mutate onto it, you put the mutate card on top, like Brokos, let's say, Apex of Forever. Uh, so you pay the 2 uh, hybrid blue-black, green-green, uh, Brokos mutates onto it, it's now a 11-11, because the counters are still there. Trample, and then when it dies, you'll get 11 Thopters, because it... Er, I guess when does the power check with Mutate? Hmm. I'm curious. <laughs> yeah, let's look up Mutate. Since that's the core yeah. of the deck, um, the Mutate cost means you p- may pay X cost rather than pay the spell's mana cost. If you do, it becomes a mutating creature spell and targets a non-human creature with the same owner as this spell. Now, let's see. do it is a very strange ability. Uh, it, it's like pretty simple on the space level, I think, but it has a lot of weird cases. Like, I guess now when Hangerback Walker dies, or when the mutated creature with Hangerback Walker dies, does it die with the power of eleven because it had five count? It Hangerback had five counters and then a six six, or does it not die with eleven because the six six isn't part of it when it dies? I'm not quite sure. One moment, let's see. I'm looking up all the judge rulings. There's, there's quite a few. <laughs> let's see. So, a mutating creature spell that resolves doesn't enter the battlefield. It simply merges with the target creature. And as this happens, the controller of the mutating creature spell chooses whether to put it on top or the bottom, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Any abilities that trigger when a creature enters the battlefield don't trigger. Uh... 
If the target is already a merged creature, the mutating creature spell can only be put on top or bottom. It can't be put in the middle. So the re resulting merged creature has all the characteristics of the topmost card or token, and it also has all abilities from its other cards and tokens. So since the creature doesn't come into play, nothing leaves play, all auras and counters are on it, remain on it. If it was tapped, it remains tapped. If it was attacking, it remains attacking, and so on. Uh, so the creature, the merged creature, would come in top or bottom, and however the power would resolve from the normal merging would have also those counters affecting its power. Yeah. So I guess I, guess I was wondering, when it dies, does it still have the effect of power? Because hanging back's a death trigger. Yes. All right. Definitely. Gotcha. All right, so yeah. So hanging back walker, even better in the deck. You can play it as a mana dump and then still keep the power when you mutate it and then get the bonus effect when it dies. So um, definitely building this deck around mutate as well as with the kaiju, mm -hmm. it allows for a lot of fun, unique interactions every game. Obviously some are going to be better than others, but can always change it up for the sake of not being that guy. Yeah. So there's 39 total mutate cards printed. Uh, and, you're, and AJ was already running 12 of them, obviously, um, for uh, his thematic. And then after that, you know, if you're already running 12 mutate cards, and a lot of the Godzilla cards, um, well, I guess five of them, are the big mythic tricolor ones, and all of them except for the Sultai ones um, synergize with mutating more. So Apex of Wishes, whenever it mutates, you can exile a card from uh, the top of your library and play that put that card on the battlefield. Um, Nethroy, you can reanimate 10 total power from your graveyard. Um, different stuff like that. And then there's also the uh, commander deck uh, stuff from the Sultai commander deck that came out with uh, Aquaria. So let's so, do this. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about um, the meat of this deck, which mm -hmm. is the creatures. Yeah. Those are the ones we want to go over each one because we're already planning on talking about mana bases later. We can leave the lands and most of his artifacts uh, for that. Uh, so, yeah. This deck doesn't have... Let me double check and make sure I'm not fluffing. No, there is not a single instant in this deck. Yeah. There's one sorcery spell. Literally, this is a permanent deck. Like, yep. everything comes into play and tries to stay in play. His, I'll tell you his one sorcery. Uh, it's five color, and it's Conflux, which <laughs> makes sense. Literally yeah. go get the five kaiju that you want for your battle of monsters and go. I guess we could talk about the enchantments real quick too, because there's only it's a very small list. Yeah. So we we mentioned uh, Morophon. Now we didn't mention Arcane Adaptation and Conspiracy. This basically means that he's when they come into play, you choose a creature type, and all your creatures are also that type. Mm -hmm. Um. Or are the chosen type. Sorry. Yeah. 
Now, in this situation, he probably would choose Elemental to fit with Horde of Notions. <laughs> but depending on the situation or what's going on, he might choose something else. Who knows? Yeah. Because they don't just say creatures you control, they say creatures you own that aren't in play are the chosen type. So you can still morph on them from... Uh, not Well, you can morph on them from your hand, or you can Horde of Notions them from your graveyard still. As as well as Muldrotha. Uh, it will help with that as well. Because Muldrotha's on that. You get Muldrotha out, and then you can avoid Conspiracy if you need to. Yep. There's yeah. uh, Phyrexian Reclamation, which will also help get back his Stompies. It's one in the black. Uh, cost one black to play, enchantment. Very low cost. One in the black, pay two life. Uh, the best resource in ma and commander is your life total. Return target creature card from your graveyard to your hand, which lets you mutate it again. Yep. Oh, so good. And then there's Season of Growth. Now, this doesn't work with mutate uh, for the first ability. It's one in the green, enchantment. Whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control, you scry one. Whenever you cast a spell that targets a creature you control, draw a card. Now, the first ability doesn't work with Mutate, but the second one does. Yeah. That's so good. That's actually insane. So, Season of Growth is however you want to use it, you can in this deck. Mm -hmm. If you want to play a creature, you scry one. If you want to cast a spell that targets a creature control, you draw one. Another uh, wonky thing is that if you target one of your creatures with Mutate, and you then one. you draw one and from the Season of Growth, now someone responds, and they kill the creature you targeted with Mutate. So the ruling of Mutate is that creature's already cast. It's going to resolve, but it's not going to be mutated. It's going to come into play on its own. Wait, really? Yeah, really. That's insane. I mean, that's that's cool because you get the scry one, but that's just insane that mutate kind of protects itself on the stack. Yeah, so as the mutating creature spell begins to resolve, even if uh, you check whether its target is still legal, if the target's not legal anymore, it ceases to be a mutating creature spell, but it continues to resolve as a normal creature spell and enters the battlefield. So, mutate wow. is safe. That's so good. It's still huh. a creature spell, so you can still counter it. Mm -hmm. But, basically, all of his creatures with mutate are sorceries. If he wants them to be. You know, yeah. make a creature big or make another creature. It doesn't have instants and sorceries, really, but it has those options. That's really cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, and then the last enchantments, like, let's be obvious. Uh, for all you big green stompy players, you probably know what this is going to be. Uh, Zendikar Resurgent. So whenever you... It's five and two green. It's pretty big. Whenever you tap a land for mana... You add one mana or mana pool of any type that land produced. Mm -hmm. Whenever you cast a creature spell, draw a card. So it's just super good. Yeah, and that still counts as mutates because he's still casting a creature spell. He's just using the alternate casting cost. So it that's 
yeah, really good synergy. Yeah. Works for everything he wants to do. Gives him more mana to cast these big spells. Because mutates uh pretty expensive. The good mutate. It's, it's stuff. not. It's not cheap. Yeah. So that's yeah. pretty much all the stuff that's not a mana base uh, and creatures. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, let's go back and forth. Uh, I do one, you do one on the creatures. Yeah, so we we'll got start... 42 to get through. <laughs> yep. So I'll go first just to get it going. We right. got Auspicious Starix. It is a four and a green elk beast. It has mutate five and a green. As we said, mutate is normally more expensive than the actual mana cost. And this one he mentioned earlier, whenever it mutates, you exile cards from the top of your library until you exile X permanence cards, where X is the number of times this creature has mutated. You put those permanent cards onto the battlefield. So, as we mentioned, there is one, one non-permanent in this deck. Yep. So, Auspice of Starix, even if it's the first time you mutate, uh, you've got a solid chance of never hitting your Conflux. Mm-hmm. Which is the one spell. Yeah, so good. And it's a 6-6, six, six, so... 5 for 6-6, six, six, eh. Because it doesn't have really any other abilities, but if you mutate it in for 6, for a 6-6 six, six, and another permanent, that's really good. Yeah, that's just a lot of value. And then it like, keeps going. And yeah. getting better each time you mutate. Yeah, because it says whenever this creature mutates. Mm-hmm. Not whenever you mutate this card. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's a... That's so definitely, it, like, I think one of the biggest value things from the for this deck. Yeah, if you can keep that creature alive, that becomes a huge value engine. Mm-hmm. Yep, covered that one. Alright, uh, moving on. I, I'm actually really happy I got this card, because I I bought 20 of these when they were on pre-order once I saw it get spoiled. Um, just because I knew I'd use a bunch of them. It's Beast Whisper. Um, it's 2 green green for a 2-3 uh, elf druid. Whenever you cast a creature, spell draw a card. That's it. Should any green creature-based casual deck, it's a great include. Um, you know, you're going to loop with it. A lot if you're playing stuff like Edric, Spymaster of Trust, you can run this and loop through your smaller creatures. In bigger decks, it fuels you to keep having plays each turn. It can make sure you hit your land drops if you're running low on lands, but have those creatures to cast. It's just it's, great. It's half of a Zendikar Resurgent. <laughs> exactly, yeah. One second. Oh, well, he's gone. Uh. Uh, beast Sneezerer. That was me. <laughs> uh. oh. right. So I guess it puts me to the next one, right? Yep. All right. Boneyard Lurker. Two, a black and a green. Nightmare Beast, 4-4. Four, four. Mutate, two, black-green hybrid mana. So it's got two pips of black or green. So you can mm-hmm. pay two black-black or two green-green or two black-green or... Yeah. Now, whenever it mutates, return target permanent card from your graveyard to your hand. Which is every card in this deck. So you get a 4-4, 4-4, you mutate a creature, triggering whatever the hell else you got going on. And you get another 
permanent from your graveyard to your hand, which is every card in this deck, except for <laughs> Conflux. We're just going to not say except for Conflux anymore. It's going to be assumed for the rest of this conversation. Fair enough. <clears throat> Yeah. That's that one. That's just, that's just straight. It's good. You either play it as a 4-4 four, for four, 4, or you mutate it as a 4-4 for four, 4, four, and get something back. And, and it's, it's just a cheap mutate. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, no. It, that's perfect. Fine. It's actually the one, one of the mutates I've seen that's the same cost. Mm -hmm. And uh, what's that elf? Um, when you play it, you get a card from your graveyard back to your hand. Uh, gosh. Uh, Eternal Witness. Yeah. And for this deck, it's Eternal Witness but thematic because mm -hmm. it does the same thing except for yeah that thing we won't say about yeah. alright right. <clears throat> uh, next up is Brokos Apex of Forever uh, also known as BioQuartz Space Godzilla um, it is 2 black green blue for a 6-6 six, six Nightmare Beast Elemental uh, it's also a legend that's gotta be it it's a pretty long creature tag uh, it has mutate for 2 Hybrid, blue, black, green, green. Trample, you may cast Brokos Apex of Forever from your graveyard using its mutate ability. Um, so yeah, obviously it's here because it's a Godzilla, but also just a durable, hard-to-remove creature from the game. And its mutate cost is, again, the same cost as its casting cost. Yep. Which is really good. So you can always threaten Trample after you play this. Like, which is huge. You can always have that threat of just casting him from your graveyard. Uh, I guess not always if he gets exiled, of course, but you can always send him to cast him from your graveyard onto a creature and give it trample. So your opponents are going to need to play around that. And if they don't, you can get him with a little sneak attack. Which I think is super cool. Uh, also, another thing to remember... Um, the creatures that have the whenever a creature mutates ability, that mm -hmm. triggers when the cards merge. So it when you're casting a creature that has mutate, you're using the mutate ability on it, and that card has a whenever a creature mutates, it's going to trigger when it mutates. It's essentially an ETB mutate, but without entering the battlefield. When the yeah. mutate resolves, that effect is going to happen. That's coming from your hand. Mutate has some really cool stuff you can do with it, for sure. No, but it's there's a reason. Those... It's mana basis, so mana cost is so expensive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's definitely one of the most unique uh, mechanics we've seen in a while. So, speaking of unique in this deck, um, Cold Eye Selkie. Probably the smallest creature in this deck. Um, it's one hybrid blue-green, hybrid blue-green for a 1-1 island walk merfolk rogue. Whenever it deals combat damage to a player, you draw that many cards. It is obvious what we're going to do with this little guy and we are going to mutate the shit out of him. <laughs> Most F. I'll throw a Brokos onto him. Give yep. him 6-6. Boom. Hit me. Rawr. That island walk, so good, because if for some reason they're just not removing your creature, or you just want to hit a planeswalker, you send in the cold eye selkie with a Godzilla mutation. <laughs> Obvious, it's really good evasion. It gets in there, it gets the job done. Yeah. 
uh, I think Island Walk is definitely the most prevalent of all the land walks. I, I feel like it's going to be hard for you to be in a pod and not have Island Walk a lot of the times. I think it's the most likely to go off of any of the land walks, I should say. Right. Yeah. Uh, but next up, we have Crystalline Giant. Uh, I realize I'm going to have to open up a... Actually, I know what this card does. Um, this is one of the Japanese-only uh, promos, so it's Mecha Godzilla, and I forget its tagline after that. But it's a Mecha Godzilla altar. It's three mana for a 3-3 artifact creature. Uh, you know, I was going to paraphrase it, but I think I should just pull it up in another tab. <laughs> uh, the spelling on the website we were in shows the Japanese version, and I do not read uh, kanji, so... Uh, any form of kanji, by the way. <laughs> yeah, no. None of them. Uh, Crystalline Giant. Three mana for an artifact creature giant. At the beginning of combat on your turn, choose a kind of counter at random. If Crystalline Giant... that At random, that Crystalline Giant doesn't have on it from among flying. First Strike, Death Touch, Hexproof... Lifelink, Menace, Reach, Trample, Vigilance, and plus one plus one. Put a counter of that kind on Crystalline Giant. So, easy way to stack counters. Great thing to mutate on. And has a Godzilla alt art. It's a good and, card. And every turn that it survives, it just gets better. Mm -hmm. Like, it's it could be just plus one plus one. Or it could suddenly be hexproof. And, or... Or flying, evasion, reach, whatever you need. Who knows? And yep. and that's only combat on your turn. But you know, that means that the first turn you play your main phase, boom, you could have a three mana four four, uh, or exactly. you could have a three mana vigilance or, or whatever, and then you mutate it, and it just gets bigger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's a cheap play in this deck, which is great. You know, it's a it's an early play. A lot of the early plays in the stack that I see are stuff you kind of actually want to save for later in the game, but this is one of those cards you, you don't feel bad about going uh, turn three, play your land for turn, tap out Crystalline Giant, and just sticking it out there. And if it dies, it's not great, but it's not awful. You're not losing a huge source of value for your deck. It's a good card. Yeah, especially when you're throwing out 42 different creatures, it... As long as something sticks, that's what matters. <laughs> yeah. So, next up, another Japanese uh, promo for the Godzilla cards, Dirge Bat. Two black black um, for a creature bat, and I'm pretty sure that that is a evil Mothra. Uh, I do not remember that creature's me. name. Right? Um, we're going to get railed for this at League. I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure I will. How, how dare I not know every Godzilla creature? Um, uh, it's Batra. Batra. Fuck yeah. Oh uh, yeah, because it's Dirge Bat. <laughs> it makes sense. Um, now, its mutate cost is one of the more expensive ones compared to the creature. It's four and two black. So, mm -hmm. and it has flash. So you can flash mutate it. Uh, it has flying. And whenever this creature mutates, destroy target creature in a, uh, or planeswalker an opponent controls. So, not only are you possibly giving your creature either flying or whatever, when it comes in, you're blowing something up at the same time. That is an amazing ability in this deck that doesn't have spells. Uh, instance mm -hmm. of sorceries. It is... It's black and flash with interaction. Yeah, like, it's just huge. 
if I was building a one of my normal mono black things, I'm going to have to go get a dirge bat because that's fucking cool. To slash. <laughs> yeah, you can flash it in, kill something they're attacking you with, block their flyer with your huge Godzilla. Eat it that up, suddenly could fly. Yeah. Godzilla suddenly sprouts wings and devours one of your creatures mid-combat. It's oh, so Which good. I'm positive has happened in one of the many shows or movies. You know, maybe not Sprout Wings, but maybe uh, we, we do have that great gif of him flying because he used his atomic breath on the ground, so. <laughs> there you go. Head, your own head cannon for it. Yeah. So that one's mine. Yeah. Um, I have Elderwood Scion. Uh, it's three green-white for a creature elemental, uh, so synergize with Horde of Notions. Uh, Trample Lifelink spells you cast that target Elderwood Scion cost two generic less to cast. Spells your opponent's cast at target Elderwood Scion cost two generic more to cast. Synergizes with Mutate. It's great. Suddenly your Dirge Pad is, bad is only two black black to mutate onto it. Um, it's a good thing to mutate onto because it's cheaper, but also it has Ward 2 effectively for your opponent's effects. Just all in all, protects itself and makes it easier for you to build it up. Just a great include in it in any mutate deck. Definitely. Or any single yeah. target spell deck, like if you're playing enchantments. That yeah. kind of thing, you know, auras. Uh let's see. That gives me Everquill Phoenix. Uh it's which is also Distoria, a perfect life form. Um, one of the promos. It is two red red. For a phoenix that is a 4-4 flyer. Mutate, 3 and a red. So its mana cost gets better with mutation. And whenever it mutates, whenever this creature mutates, you get a red artifact token named Feather with 1. Sacrifice Feather, return target phoenix card from your graveyard to the battlefield, tapped. Wow. Oh, kind of wish that was a legendary creature for phoenix tribal. Right? <laughs> but you can it re, you sacrifice feather return target phoenix card from your to the battlefield tapped mm -hmm. if if you've been mutating Distoria up and you've got like 10 feather tokens you could drop out your arcane adaptation name phoenix <laughs> pay 5 mana and bring back all the godzillas like <laughs> This card is so good. An entirely new uh, line of play for arcade adaptation. That's that's actually pretty. Yeah, I didn't consider that. Uh, you can even bring back Morophon as well. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's insane. And its mutate cost is cheap. Like yeah, four mana to mutate. Its mutate is better than its normal mana cost. Yeah. Because it's only one red instead of the double red, which is huge in this deck. Also flying. <laughs> yeah, also just a cheap way to stick flying, get other creatures mutate triggers. All in all good. Um, next up we have Fayboro Elder. Um, classic card. If I think if you're running uh, more than uh, two, so three colors or more, and you have green light. <clears throat> One second. How do I let me mute my mic for this? Sorry, I'm all groggy. Um, 
yeah, if you're running more than uh, three colors and two of them are green-white, you should run this. Uh, it's one green-white for zero, zero of Vigilance, uh, Tree Folk Druid. Uh, it gets plus one, plus one for each color among permanents you control, so at base it'll be a two-two if this is the only thing you have in play. Um, and you can tap it for each color among permanents you control, add one mana of that color. Just good ramp, tap for up to five mana. At, just a at solid hell, creature. to be fair... Even in just a green-white deck, the creature's good. Because it's three costs for a two-mana tap. Like, yeah, we pay that much for mana rocks that tap for one. You know? Sometimes. <laughs> so, why not pay it for two? Because you get colored mana as well. Yeah, that's you a good get, point. So, if you've got a green and white permanent, you get a green and white mana. You have green-white-red, you get a uh, permanence in play, you get green-white-red. Like, yeah. it's good. And if you mutate it, it come, becomes that. Like, yeah. those permanents are technically in play. They're just mutated. So you mutate it with a phoenix, and it's now a green-white-red flying 3-3 uh, three, three Vigilance that can tap for green-white-red. Yeah, well, it's actually a 7-7. Seven, seven. You mutate the phoenix on, it gets the base power of the phoenix. Oh, God, yeah. Oh. And then it gets plus one, plus one for each color. It's a great mutate target, too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Suddenly, you can curve out a set. Did nobody do this in standard? <laughs> <laughs> That's a curve. Turn three, Fabro. Turn four, attack with a seven-seven flyer. Oh, it seems so good. Yeah, how is this card only like three bucks on Boxfield? Anyways, <laughs> yeah. Next up is uh, a Gem Razor, which is Anguirius. I probably said that wrong. I'll hear about it later. <laughs> Armored Killer. It's three and a green for a four-four beast. It's mutate is better one and two green uh it's got reach and trample that's really good yeah uh whenever this creature mutates destroy target artifact or enchantment and opponent controls for three mana mm-hmm wow suddenly your fabro elder becomes <laughs> a six six reach trample vigilance that destroys something yeah or your phoenix is, is some of these mutate cards are really good dude yeah like, this is just rex sage with upside yeah with, with a beat stick and get rex sage <laughs> yeah um would you mind doing uh the next card so i can do the one after it because yeah i don't, I don't like the one after it so you can have that i'm um, building a commander deck around the one after it okay so this is kind of a classic for me in in uh, Commander. It's Green Warden of Marasa. Four, two green, elemental. Obviously fits with Horde of Notions. It's a five, four. No keywords. Now when it comes into play, you return target card from your graveyard to your hand. When it dies, you can exile it to return target card from your graveyard to your hand. It's an elemental, so it fits with Horde of Notions. It it's a big stick, and it can get two cards for you back from your graveyard. There's nothing wrong with this guy in this deck, especially with the potential cost reduction and synergy it has with all these mutates. Yeah, there's that. And then you can have that next guy. I don't even know yeah. if I want to talk about it. So this next guy I just learned has a legacy deck themed around him, but he's just also one of my favorite uh, cards for the set. Uh, it is Gyruda, uh, Doom of... 
Doom of Depths, also known as Gigan, Cyber Claw Terror. Um, it is four hybrid blue-black, hybrid blue-black for a 6-6 six, six with companion. AJ doesn't have this creature companion, but its companion requirement uh, is your deck contains only cards with even converted mana cost, zero is even. Um, in Wind Gyruda ETBs, each player mills four cards. Then, you reanimate an even CMC creature from among those four cards. Now, in this deck, it's a it's a Godzilla alt art. Just kind of a good creature you can get. Mill some stuff, maybe reanimate a big... Um, maybe reanimate a big Godzilla creature that's even CMC'd. Or take a utility creature from your opponent sometimes. But... Oh, any any of his uh, mana rocks? Yeah. Any a Garuda of, uh, a, a can get Green Warden of Marasa. We just talked about that. Yeah, 6 CMC. Um, what's the really big... The really big Godzilla is... You can get uh, Void Beckoner. Is a huge creature in this deck that's 8. It's just super good. You know? Yeah, I, I think a lot of the creatures in this deck are even mana cost. But that's also not considering the potential you have to fuck with other people's strategies or take yeah. their stuff and then start mutating their things. Mm -hmm. Or let's Ooh. say they have like a uh, clever impersonator and you like mutate that and you like steal that and copy Gigan and do it again, you know? No, we're <laughs> just, not going to do it again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Ugh. Yeah, uh, that's, that's right. <laughs> that gives me Hangerback Walker. Uh, a lot of the older players are kind of familiar with this guy. It is an XX Construct 0 0. In this deck, it is actually Mecha Godzilla Battle Fortress. Now, when Hangerback Walker enters a battlefield with X plus 1 plus 1 counters on it, which means if you pay XX, it gets X. When Hangerback Walker dies, you create 1 1 colorless thopters for every plus 1 plus 1 counter on it. You can pay one tap to put a counter on it. So <laughs> that's good. Because, oh, you've got mana to dump this turn? Boom. Hangerback Walker. Oh, well, we're going to give it... We're going to mutate it. Now it's a phoenix. <laughs> now it's flying. Or suddenly it's it got gem razor muted, so it's got reach and trample. So it's just blowing things out of the sky like an, like an anti-air artillery cannon. Like a battle fortress should be. Yeah, exactly. That is, it's just super cool. We we talked about this one a little bit before we get deep dived into it, but yeah, I think this is just this is just a great card, um, in a lot of deck strategies in general. You know, the fact that it synergizes with plus one plus one counters, the fact it has a really powerful death trigger, it can fit any curve. It's colorless. Um, there's and you almost so always you get your mana out of it. You get your value yeah. out of it almost every time. If you pay four, mm -hmm. you got a two-two. Eh, but you get two one-ones later. And you can always make it bigger for less, but it just takes time. So the more you put into the beginning, and the more you keep putting it, the more you get out of it. it. It's As long as you can get both triggers, it will always pay for itself. Yeah. And its ability to tap and put a counter on it is instant speed. So you can always, if you save him as a blocker, you can then, on your opponent before use end step, put an extra counter on him for one mana. And if if he was the only creature you had, and he dies, 
he replaces himself, giving you more creatures as options for mutations. Yeah, and they have fly, so you can have a bunch of flying mutators to put stuff onto, which is really great. You know, most, a lot of these mutate cards don't have fly. So that's like one good keyword for them to snag, and it's, you know, the base power isn't a big deal, because a lot of them already have pretty high base power. But yeah, I think I'll move on to Huntmaster Liger, a.k.a. King Caesar, Ancient Guardian. Uh, three and a white for a 3-4. Mutate for two and a white. Whenever this creature mutates, other creatures you control get plus X plus X until it's a turn. X is the number of times this creature has mutated. You know, it's... It's not and as... Suddenly, suddenly all those stopters become two twos. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it buffs your entire board. Um... This is probably one you want to save for later and, like, mutate him once onto something, give everything plus one, plus one, mutate again onto that, onto him, mutate onto him again, give everything plus two, plus two, you buff your board for plus three, plus three, swing out. You probably want to hold him back, and even then, that's not, like, the most amazing play, but, or late game, you can mutate him onto something you've had for a while. It's, it's not the worst, um... This is definitely one of those cards I would save in view less as like a mutate thing to slowly build up onto as and more as like an end game finisher sorcery to play on. Your big thing you've been building up. You've got no way to stop me. Let me just make sure this ends. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that gives me Eluna, Apex of Wishes. And also known as All right. And this is Ghidorah, King of the Cosmos. Two Red, green, blue, and legendary creature, beast, elemental, dinosaur. Another creature that has a huge tagline of what it is. It's a flying trample 6-6. Six, six. Mutate for red, green, hybrid, and blue, blue. Now, whenever it mutates, you XL cards from the top of your library until you XL a non-land permanent card. You put that card in the battlefield or into your hand, which is great. So, non-land permanence in this deck is... So he's got 39 lands, the commander, and non-land permanence totals out to 54... 57 of his deck, so it won't take you long to hit a non-land permanent, and then you put it in play. Another freebie card like the Auspicious Starix. And if you are mutating the Auspicious Starix, you're going to choose the order those resolve, and you're going to get multiple things. So, it's a Flying Trample Auspicious Starix, which is freaking great. It won't get you lands, but that's what you probably don't need more lands at that point. Yeah. You're going to get whatever the hell you want and go to town, which is great. Alright, so I believe that leaves you with Jing, Jing Nath the Wellspring. Yep. Uh, oh. Alright. Uh, four hybrid red green for a 5 5. Uh, it has companion. Again, there is no companion in this deck, but I'll go over it just in case it inspires somebody to build it. Uh, no card in your starting deck has more than. has. Oh, I've hovered off of it. Uh oh. No card in your starting deck has more than one of the same mana symbols in its mana cost. Uh, so that wouldn't work for the stack, um, but it might be a fun build around. Uh, and then it taps for Wooberg. This mana can't be spent to pay generic mana costs. 
Just a great ramp creature. You're going to find a way to spend that ma all that mana each turn. You can just cast Horror of Notions or use its ability with that mana. And it's an elemental. so It is an elemental elk, yeah. So Horde of Notion cares. Mm -hmm. So you can use five mana to bring it back from the graveyard and replace the mana later. Now the mana can't be spent to play generic mana costs, but there's plenty of things in here to use that on. Yeah. Giganta could even be a great commander. Not necessarily for this. I think Horde Notions was the best choice mm -hmm. as for the option for recursion. But Giganta's just good for this. Yeah. I don't know if I'd ever play the 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 companion version. Kind of <laughs> counterintuitive. Yeah, it's it, it'll it's hard I think to get that companion in the commander deck. Okay. Let's see. That leaves me the next one, which is not a beast or anything. It's uh, the one person probably can't mutate in this deck. Mm -hmm. uh, Killian, Ink Duelist. One white, one black. Legendary creature, human warlock. Lifelink, menace. Spells you cast that targeted creature cost two less to cast. That's why he's in here. Because yep. your mutates cost less. What was that? Uh, who was it earlier? Do -do 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 -do. Elderwood Scion. Yeah. That can't mutate. That's what he is. Mm hmm And 100% great creature for this. Period. Definitely. Because Elderwood was only spells that target it. This is spells that target a any creature you cast. So he can... So he really helps the whole team out. Yep. And, you know, somebody's got a pilot Mecha Godzilla. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I think it's definitely worth having a human in the deck. You know, it's not a flavor fail. Godzilla has always had human side characters. Because um, how else are you going to make Godzilla look cool unless you show how much bigger he is than people? And that he can make friends. Yeah, and that he can make friends, you know? But yeah, uh, I guess that moves on to Illuminous Brood Moth, a.k.a. Mothra, Supersonic Queen. Uh, great card. Uh, two white-white for a 3-4 flying uh, insect. Uh, when a cre whenever a creature you control without flying dies, return it to the battlefield under its owner's control with a flying counter. It's a what? great card. Mm, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, Is this your first time hearing about this? What? <laughs> no, this that's, card's insane. That's such a black effect. Well, it's got a flying counter. That's not a black thing. Yeah, Resurrection, bro. <laughs> uh, but I'm I, honestly, I'm really glad this isn't a legendary creature because yeah. it would be mono. It would be the mono white Macaeus right there, buddy. Yeah, your deck would be Mothra, Enchantment Tutors, and Solemnity, where things don't fly. <laughs> yeah, there they lose flying. Now the flying counter. I think that they still have flying, right? Even no, if they say no idea. Ooh. All I know, if you, if you use Solemnity <laughs> with it, it works. I don't know if you do the, like, Gravity Well stuff, it works. We'll see. We'll have to figure that out, because <laughs> that's, that's jank. Um, yeah. And that's what we play casual for, is for the jank. All right, Migratory Greathorn. Three and a green, beast, three, four. Mutate, two and a green, another creature with mutate less than its normal cost. Uh, whenever this creature mutates... You search your library for a basic land card, put on the battlefield tab, and shuffle your library. Cool. Yeah. 
that's you put it on the battlefield tapped in the trophy library, but but still, yeah. okay, cool. Three minutes. You got a mutate synergy ramp, bing bang boom. It's yeah. There's not much to say. It mutates. It's one of those things you want to stick on earlier than keep mutating and get you some value. Uh, next up, we have Morophon the Boundless. Um, seven uh, generic mana for a legendary creature shapeshifter. 6-6 uh, six, six with changeling, so it is every creature type in every zone. Um, as Morophon the Boundless enters the battlefield, choose a creature type. Spells you cast of the chosen creature type cost uh, white, blue, black, red, green, Wooburg. Less to cast. This effect reduces only the amount of colored mana you pay. Other creatures you control get plus one, of the chosen type get plus one plus one. Elemental. Uh, sorry. Mm. <laughs> let me just name... play my let me just play my commander here for free, right? Yeah. Suddenly, Horde of Notions only becomes commander tax to pay. Um, after you play Arcane Adaption or Conspiracy, your deck becomes so much easier to cast. It's just more. F- There's not much to say about Morphon that hasn't already been said. He's a great way to cheat mana. He buffs up your team. He does everything you want a card to do, really. Yeah. Uh, you can, he automatically will synergize with any creature concept you have, period. He cannot be mutated onto, though. He has Changeling, which means he's every creature type, which means human. And Mutate says mutate onto a non-human. Oh, no. So keep that <laughs> in mind. But, uh, but not a big deal, just something to remember. But he still reduces the cost of all your mutates. Yeah, all of your mutates. Uh, it's, it's just so good. I so if you've got s- him and uh, even the Ink Duelist out, some of your mutates can become free, dude. Yeah, I mean, uh, Brokos is free. Uh, or no, Brokos costs a single green mana. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> that's, I know, it's, it's awful. But then with Zendikar, you, you draw a card and you get mana. Oh, no. <laughs> it's just great. It works. Playing a creature strategy, Morophon's great. Like, there's no way around it. Like, he's a big mana spend, but if you're playing casual commander, Morophon is just more fun. Done. That takes me to Moldrotha the Gravetide. He was pretty popular when he first came out. Uh, three... And a black, a green, and a blue, Sultai, for a 6-6. During each of your turns, you can play one permanent t- permanent card of each permanent type from your graveyard. So he can play a land, enchantment, artifact, or creature in this deck from his graveyard once a turn. And it's just sustainability. Keeps it going. Yep. Yeah. Great creature. And it's an elemental. That's a good point. It is, you can bring it back with Horde of Notions before you get uh, Conspiracy or Arcane Adaptation. Just a great card. And, and if you choose it with Morophon Elementals, then Moldroth only costs you three to play. <laughs> <laughs> three mana Moldroth, fair and balanced. Oh, ha. Uh, you got another uh, Japanese card, but it's a simple one. Yeah, uh, Mysterious Egg, uh, one mana for a zero to uh, egg. Whenever this creature mutates, put a plus one, plus one counter on it. Can I offer you an egg in this trying time? <laughs> you know, play it on turn one, start mutating with it. Just And it, no. it's also one of the Japanese promos, and mm-hmm. I'm not sure what it refers to specifically, 
because uh, I can't read that. But the art is a giant, what looks to be a spider egg, basically the size of a temple in Japan. Yeah, it's a uh, Mothra's giant cocoon is the uh, Japanese altar, um, oh, and it's cool. Mothra healing inside of the cocoon, I believe. And it, and it gets bigger. So, oh, yeah. you uh, it doesn't have mutate itself. However, correct. If you mutate like those counters onto it, and something else that cares about those counters from mutating it there is one it's just it's gonna get obnoxious i don't know if there is a mutate card that cares about counters but well, we're gonna they find do out soon but they do <laughs> stick with the mutate even if this isn't the top card anymore which it probably won't be for long because of its base stats uh those counters still buff it no matter which side is the top card next we got uh nethroy apex of death also known as Biolante, plant beast form. So, Two, a white, a black, and a green for a 5 5 with death touch and lifelink. Already really good right there because mm -hmm. it just fits its mana. However, it's mutate, a little bit more expensive. Four, <laughs> a green white hybrid and black black. Whenever this creature mutates, return any number of target creature costs creature cards with total power 10 or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. That's so good. What? Every time it mutates. The fuck? Like, with the with some of the synergies we already talked about, where you could get some mutates down to, like, one cost. Mm -hmm. Value. Uh, Value have you, smash. Have you heard about the screw to the sky Skyclaves thing you can do with this? I, I know we're, like, already running a little late, but uh, I, I feel like you need to hear about this. So, Surge of the Skyclaves is one to black for a creature demon uh, from Zendikar Rising. It has Kicker. Um, it does something silly if you cast and kicked it, but importantly, uh, its power and toughness is star star. Um, it's Scourge of the Skyclaves power and toughness are each equal to uh, 20 minus the highest life total among players. Because it's star star and not zero zero with that effect, or it's not 20 and then it says it has that effect, it has that in all zones. So if the highest player is at 40 life, and this is in your graveyard, you target this with Biolantine, and then suddenly you get the 10 plus another 20, because you started targeted something with negative 20 power. The fuck? Yeah, we, we confirmed that we had a debate about this at League and had to pull up a tweet from one of the lead designers. It's... <laughs> oh. Wow. It's so funny. I've never. That's I silly. don't think anybody's done it yet at League, but it's oh, it's so good. That's rude, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, next up, yeah. Uh, I think I'll, I'll just cover all the familiars while we do this. Um, uh, we, there's Nightscape familiar. It's one to black for a creature zombie. Blue spells and red spells you play cost one less to play. Um, it's a one one. You can pay one to black to generate Nightscape familiar. Uh, this is a cycle. They're two mana familiars. Uh, I believe AJ runs all of them. All five, um, yeah. Yeah, all five. They're for the um, Alara cr uh, color group. So there's a black. This one's black, and it discounts blue-red. That's Grixis. There's one for Bant and all those. Um, and it just discounts for two colors. By one, works with Mutate. They're really good to run. I believe they're all Time Spiral. 
Yeah, they're 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 all from Time Spiral, but it's the yeah. Alara tribes. Right. Yeah. But basically each one has two colors that are tied to it that you reduce their cost of spells by one. Mm-hmm. Generally their effects are of their own thing. They're all one ones, I think, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh no one's on zero, zero three wall. Mm-hmm. But in general, they're just cost reduction. Which yeah. fit fits. Cool, we can skip all the familiars now. So next we get, uh, we are running a little long. That's fine, though. Yeah. It's worth it. We'll talk about mana bases next time, I guess. Uh, <laughs> that's going to be a long episode on itself, <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. So next we got Otremri, the ever-playful. Three black, green, blue. Legendary creature, Nightmare Beast, 6-6. Six, six. Uh, trample. Whenever it deals combat damage to a player, you return to our creature card with mutate from your graveyard to your hand. And its mutate is one black, blue, green really good mutate cost and it recurs your mutate creatures mm-hmm. seems great yeah fun commander deck uh, this was one of the pre-cons just really good um, next we have parcel beast oh this art is awesome I've never seen this before uh, it's two green blue for an elemental beast synergizes with horde of notions already it has mutate for green and a blue I think that's the cheapest mutate cost we've seen um, oh, Temri was pretty cheap too, comparing two less yeah. than it's normal. That that's a good point. These are both two less than their cost. Uh, for a two four, you can pay one and tap with the top card of your library. If it's a land card, you may put it onto the battlefield. If you don't put that card onto the battlefield, put it into your hand. That's great. What? Do you, what? <laughs> this seems like a very familiar green creature. Yeah, this is a uh, coiling oracle, but. Instead of being an ETB, you just get to do it every turn. Seems good. <laughs> yeah. Seems great. Uh, if you can mutate this, the dream is you play this on turn two onto a mysterious egg. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, next, you got Polywog Symbiote. One to blue, one three, also known as Baby Godzilla, Ruin Reborn. It's a frog. Each creature spell you cast costs one less to cast if it has mutate. What? Uh, whenever you cast a creature spell, if it has mutate, draw a card, then discard a card. Wow. Yeah. It's mutate loot. Mm-hmm. And cost reduction. Fucking hell. Mm. <laughs> uh, and just real quickly, the cost reduction doesn't care if you're mutating, just if it has mutate. Right. Uh, next we have Sartus Demolisher. Uh, four green green. For a 6-6 six, six creature beast, another really cheap mutate, uh, three and a green to mutate, uh, an access trample. When this creature mutates, destroy target, non-creature permanent. Its controller creates a 3-3 three, three green beast creature token. When it mutates, third of a Terracidon. Pretty good. A uh, beast within, yeah. Yeah, beast within, can't, beast within can hit creatures, but yeah, this is just great. And you can keep doing it. Yeah, so, so many times over. Next is um, an interesting creature for this deck. Uh, Scion of Draco. 12 mm-hmm. cost, 4-4. Four, four. Dragon, artifact creature. Uh, it has domain. It costs 2 less to cast for each basic land type among lands you control. 5 color deck. This could get cheap really fast. Uh, mm-hmm. Flying. Each creature control has vigilance if it's white, hexproof if it's blue, lifelink if it's black, first strike if it's red, and trample if it's green. Uh, yeah. Five color stompy deck. This is just solid. Period. Yeah. Do it. Play it. If you play five color creatures. This guy's for you. 
I mean, if you play basic lands. But if you're playing casual, you should play some basic lands. Basic lands are good. Um, here we have Snapdacks, Apex of the Hunt. Uh, it is one, red, white, uh, black, uh, also known as King Caesar, Awoken Titan. Uh, for a 3-5, uh, Double Striker, which is huge in a Mutate deck. And it has a Mutate for two, hybrid, red, black, white, white. When this creature mutates, it deals four damage to target creature, planeswalker, and opponent controls, and you gain four life. Great in a mutate deck. Uh, it's kind of expensive mutate, six mana, so you're not going to get too many triggers off of that. But putting double strike onto something, uh, and maybe killing, maybe put put this onto a flyer, kill their only flying blocker, hit them with a double strike creature in the air. Just great value. And the, and the mutate gets you life back, so yeah, it's a good recovery tactic too. Also, it's, it's types are weird. Dinosaur Cat Nightmare, that's fun. <laughs> Next up, we got Sprite Dragon. It is a blue-red 1-1 Flying Haste Fairy Dragon, also known as Dorat, the perfect, the perfect pet, another one of the altars. Now, whenever you cast a non-creature spell, put a plus-one, plus-one counter on Sprite Dragon. Now, in this deck, that's not a lot of cards. However, it's still... A Godzilla-themed card, mm -hmm. and it fits with some of the other stuff that's going on in the deck. So if you cast, if you get him out early and you start casting your rocks to ramp up, he gets bigger, and then you mutate him. Mm -hmm. And like, if you look at him as a two-mana premium on any mutate card in your hand, you can cast him, mutate onto him. That mutate card has flying and haste, which is awesome. Yeah, surprise. <laughs> um... Two familiars, we've already went over them. There's a blue one that's for white and black spells. There's a white one that's for green and blue spells. Um, then Teamer Sabertooth, the classic card. Uh, two green green for a 4-3 creature cat. You can pay one to green, return target, return another creature you control to its owner's hand. If you do, Teamer Sabertooth gains indestructible until end of turn. Um, great way to save. So the problem with Mutate is you can get two for one easily. Like if I mutated... Um, Nethroy onto Mildrotha, and my opponent casts, uh, what's it called? Hero's Downfall targeting that. I'm about to lose two great creatures uh, from one removal spell. Teamer Sabertooth, I can save them. Uh, make, But also, if I mutate onto Teamer Sabertooth, I have a creature that's really easy to make indestructible that I've stacked all this power onto. Also true, yeah. <laughs> and it's also good to know. Mutates. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. Because the mutate is technically in play. Huh. That's interesting to ask. We'll have to figure out if you can uh, bounce individual mutated cards back to your hand rather than the creature itself. I don't think oh, you can. No, no, no. I, I meant when I said that, I meant that you could reassign, like, maybe oh, I have yeah. Nethroy on my hangerback walker. I can bounce them both back to my hand, cast Nethroy again, but mutate them onto something else. Right on. Or yeah. recast your Hangerback Walker for bigger, just to say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, let's see. Next, Familiar Red-White, Familiar Blue, uh, Black-Green, and then we got Titaneth Rex, also known as Godzilla Primeval Champion. 7-2 uh, Green, 11-11 Dinosaur Beast with Trample, Cycling, 1 in the Green. When you cycle Titaneth Rex, Put a trample counter on target creature you control. <laughs> Sounds great. Yeah. Big Stompy. If you can't play him, 
he you just buff something else and draw another card, and then bring it back with Moldrotha. Exactly. <laughs> or with Horde Notions for five when, mana. When, once you bring him, once you turn him into an elemental. Yeah. Super good. We're um, almost there. We got four left, guys. <laughs> uh, we have uh, Vadrock, Apex of Thunder, aka Rodan, Titan of Winged Fury. Uh, blue, red, black for a 3 3. Mutate for one hybrid white, blue, red, red. Flying first strike when this creature mutates, you may cast target non creature card with converted mana cost three or less from your graveyard without paying its mana cost. You may um, cast. Uh, you may cast. I believe that allows you to use alternate mana cost. Well, it's, castings. It's non creature card. Okay. Yeah, so that pretty much bring back some rocks. Bring back some rocks. It's a Godzilla card. Uh, yeah, it works out. It's got flying and first strike. It's a cheap mutate to just like trigger another like maybe Nethroy. I keep using Nethroy because I built a deck around it. Maybe Snapdax is already mutated on something. You can put this on there just to get his trigger again. If worse comes to worse, and he has flying and first strike, which are two good keywords to put on the stuff. It's a great mm-hmm. card, and it looks cool. This next card. Ah, I got this one. Yes. Uh, next we have Void Beckoner, six and two black for Space Godzilla Death Corona. <laughs> oh, this this is this is all me, man. Uh, it's a Nightmare Horror eight eight Death Touch, cycling, two and a black. Um, when you cycle it, you put a Death Touch counter on target creature you control. I'm seeing that like the actual Godzillas in here have draw effects, and yeah. this one is no exception. Being 8 mana for an 8-8 eight, eight death touch, not that impressive, but cycle to su- just add death touch to something and just be like, boop, and yeah, it's good. It's a big guy. And the art is really cool, too. It's like, boom. <laughs> the name's pretty cool, too. <laughs> yes. Um, death Corona. Next, we have probably uh, my favorite cards around here. <laughs> Godzilla, Doom Inevitable, uh, a.k.a. Yadara, Wandering Monster. And I believe this is a Shin Godzilla artwork. Uh, it's 5 red red for an 8-8 Trample Haste. Great for Mutate already. Um, for a Dinosaur Turtle. Um, it has Cycling for 1 in red. When you cycle Yadaro, Wandering Monster, shuffle it into its owner's library from your graveyard. If you cycle a car- if you cycled a card named Yadaro, Wandering Monster, four more times this game, put it onto the battlefield from your graveyard instead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're probably not going to get that, but it's super cool. If you do, it's the dream. Um, and it's hilarious. And you draw after you shuffle it in, I believe, because cycling says discard this card, then draw a card, and this says you discard it once it hits your graveyard, instead you shuffle it in, I believe, yeah, then you draw your card. because you've cycled, so you've paid the cost, and the ability goes on the stack. Mm-hmm. So then you shuffle as... Uh, part of paying the cost, for sure. Yeah. Fantastic. And All right. We're on the off. last one. The, the, this is the Primark, obviously. This is why this card's last. It is three, a red and a green, for Zalortha, Strength Incarnate, also known as Godzilla, King of the Monsters. It is a legendary creature dinosaur, Trample, 7-3. Now, its ability doesn't seem to work out too well in this deck, but it is lethal damage dealt to creatures you control is determined by their power rather than their toughness. Now, 
there's a lot of creatures in this deck that are very balanced on their strength, uh, their attack, and their defense. Or rather, their power and toughness. Same thing. Mm-hmm. And But it, this is the deck. Like, this guy is the guy. He's a 7-3, yeah. so he's the one who gets the most advantage out of his ability. And he's clearly what this deck was built about. It was just all the Godzilla cards... He's the staple. He's like the centerpiece, you know, on the mantle. Not the best card, but certainly not the worst. Yeah, five minutes. Uh, it's, the only, seven. it's the only Godzilla in here, I think, that doesn't have cycle or a draw effect. But if something weird happens and all your creatures' toughness goes to like one, this guy's like, I don't care. You still have to go through ten attack to hurt me, you mm-hmm. know. So it's somewhat trample protection for you. Yeah, it's just a great card. I, uh, I, like, in this deck, I think it hurts you slightly more than it helps you, but not by much, especially because you're going to mutate onto stuff. And usually the stuff you're mutating onto is the big creatures, which are usually, which in this deck are balanced power and toughness wise. And you can't build a Godzilla deck without the card named Godzilla King of the Monsters. And sometimes you have to run a suboptimal card for the theme of your deck, which I think is a great way to kind of wrap up this deck and say that at the end of the day, this deck is form over function. Uh, it's not but to say still it has, has a bad function. function. It still has a great function. It's The deck works. I've never played against it, but it looks like it's fun to pilot. But, you know, uh, I think even if the deck didn't work, AJ would still want to have a Godzilla-themed deck. Um, right. And so that was the that was the goal first and foremost when building the deck was I want to play all the Godzilla cards, and by Jode he played all the Godzilla cards. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. And kind of in the form over function thing, um, and this kind of highlights how casual really hyphenates for us is. And this is a this is a fun metaphor for me because it's one of my favorite foods. Uh, like when you don't cook it at home, uh, ramen. Now, ramen is famous that every ramen shop does it differently. It's still the same food. It's most of the time it has the same ingredients, you know, but every cook has something different they do that makes their ramen different. And his big green five color stompy deck is that he plays every Godzilla, not just the ones he likes. Because he like, but actually, yes, just the ones he likes. Because he likes them all. <laughs> but that's his thing. He like, he doesn't cut anything from his thematic just because it's not as good as a random five color creature. There's so many creatures that could have been put in here that would synergize better or whatever. But that's not what he's about. That's mm-hmm. not what this deck. He sticks to his thematic. He built it for fun. It's probably really fun to play against. It still is interactive, depending on the creatures he gets, you know. But this is the pinnacle of casual fun. Yeah. Like, it's fun, it's interactive. Uh, Not as interactive as some other decks, but it is a ominous presence. It's one of those things that the game is accelerated because they're like, oh god, here he comes. Here comes Gajira. And everyone has to react to what's going on 
as the king of monsters is progressing onto the board. You got to stop him before he gets to the city, or else everyone's going to get wrecked. Which is exactly how a Godzilla movie goes every single time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all in all, it's a great deck. Um, we didn't go over the artifacts. It's just the Ravnica Signets, Soul Ring, and Chromatic Ordery. Um, just all ramp stuff. But yeah, yeah, I think this is a great first deck to review. I think this really solidifies... This is uh, the shining star on top of the tree to signify what casual really means. Because it obviously has its glaring thoughts. But it obviously has shining fun. Mm-hmm. And we're actually going to end up using uh, this deck as part of our next week's episode where we're going to go over mana like mana basing for budgets uh five colors and things like that and mm-hmm. this deck it's a five color deck and it has some really good budget options it has some not so budget options but they're not stupid and yeah. so you'll be hearing most of this deck's mana base next week and help maybe with your mana base for whatever you're thinking of Whew. Okay, well, uh, that pretty much caps it out this week. Um, you know what? We normally do like a pet of the card thing. What was your favorite card you saw in this deck? My favorite card I saw in this deck? Um, ooh, I think it was the Phoenix, actually. <laughs> that card really surprised me with how cool it was. I really wish it was legendary. I think that Phoenix was the Destroyer card. Oh, that was, that was super sick. The fact that you can do stuff with arcade adaptation if you have a bunch of feathers already, it's super cool. That is really cool. I yeah. cannot argue with that. Um, How about you? I'm going to say the Biolante. Yeah. I'm, I'm a fan of bringing things back once people think that they've cut me down and being able to recur a whole bunch of things that I'm going to start mutating again with Biolante is fantabulous. Mm-hmm. And... Oh, yeah. It's I, such I'm, a fun commander deck. I'm definitely a fan of Nethroi Apex of Death. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. Um, I think we yeah. got to move to our end step now. Yep. Uh, all right. So um, we'll be recording another episode next Sunday. Uh, no, uh, normally I'm able to, so far, I'm able to get these edited and uploaded by Wednesdays. Um, we're now uh, actually officially on apple podcasts and spotify mm-hmm. and we did, did i did i get it done is it done done uh soon soon to be youtube uh once i actually do that <laughs> yeah there's that yeah. too yeah and yeah. that'll be before we record our next episode i'll have that done and it's it's not that big of a deal right now but i actually didn't uh create us a patreon Ooh. Uh, so you can find us pretty much everywhere that we're trying to be. We're going to be under low tech, uh, L O T E C commander C M D R. And that's where we're going to, we're going to be going everywhere as we can. So just to get it out there and spread the casual chaos. <laughs> yeah. You guys all have a great day. Uh, stay safe yep. out there. Stay safe. Stay good. Stay casual.